Welcome to the Watching Film Wrestling Podcast. I am Seth, and I am joined today by... Nate. And we're going to talk about kind of the last week in wrestling, especially giving some time to what happened last weekend, the kind of loaded weekend that was with AEW running a show, WWE running a show on Sunday, and Nate even went to a live NXT show on Friday, so he'll talk about yeah, that. It's a good time. Good time. But we'll go ahead and we'll start talking about We'll start with WWE on Sunday, probably the biggest show of the weekend, the Extreme Rules pay-per-view from Philadelphia. Nate, you want to kind of uh, run us through that? Yeah, it was probably their best show of 2019 that they've had so far, honestly. We'll walk through here in a little bit the, the ups and downs. I thought WrestleMania was a pretty good show, but I think it's definitely their best best thing they've done since then for sure. It's, it's definitely up there I in don't the know. top There's, tier. They definitely closed up a lot of the storylines. They did the feel-goods for WrestleMania, but this one I actually feel like the quality of matches and the performance was probably better. But whatever. Well, we'll I'm going to have some smart yeah. marks mad at me, but I really don't care. Yeah, yeah I'm throwing that term out there. I see you smiling. All right. All, All right. right. So, uh, so for pre just through match. Kind well, of match let's match? okay. Let's start off with the pre-show. They went ahead and jumped with Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Title. And honestly, I kind of feel like Finn Balor is the forgotten man for the most part. Like people have forgotten about the Intercontinental Title. They haven't really done a lot of drama with him. And you know, I know the word is that he's wanting to take a couple months off. Yeah, that's what they're. So maybe they just know, hey. We're not utilizing Shinsuke the way we need to, and we need to do something about it. And, you know, they had a pretty good match, but, you know, I, it, to me it cheapens the Intercontinental title when you just throw it on a pre-show like that. I mean, you could look at it that way, but you also could look at it in the way that they're trying to basically, they're trying to make sure people watch the pre-show, so they're going to put important matches on there. They seem to at least put one match you would think would not qualify as a quote-unquote pre-show match on there to try to get entice people to watch and i think they show the pre-show on i know they show it online they used to show it on twitter so people could kind of entice them to buy the show which is something they do i think a pretty good job of that some people were critical um your boy jim Cornette was critical of AEW not putting things even jim ross was saying the AEW sometimes they'll put things on the pre-show that really does not relate at all to what's coming up on the show so it doesn't entice people to want to watch um, so, I mean, that, there's that way to look at it. The match was kind of what it was. I think it's just um, word on the street, word on the sheets, I guess would be a better way to say, is that uh, Nakamura just signed a kind of a long-term um, extension. Right. So, um, with this kind of impending wrestling war coming back, yeah, but it's it kind of reward guys for staying. And Bowler, like you said... It, uh, wants to take a few months off. I think that might be good for him as a refresh. It looks like, and we'll probably discuss this yeah, later, we'll discuss Raw, that um, they might be using him on the way out in a pretty good way and letting let him come back fresh. But yeah. I, I kind of didn't care one way or the other about it just because, like you said, Balor's kind of been a little bit of the forgotten man with that Intercontinental title. Yeah, and, and that's my issue with it is, okay, you have guys with this kind of potential out there. I mean, I don't know. I, so the storytelling was just thrown together. I was not a big fan of it. Two great athletes, two great wrestlers, but overall it just felt very mishmashed and not 
that right. But anyway. Yeah, I think uh, if you would have told people like two, three years ago that, hey, there's going to be a Nakamura versus Balor match for the Intercontinental title. Oh, they would have People would have gone crazy. But now it's like, now oh, it's we're like, sneaking it in here. Yeah, it's like, so eh, There wasn't much build to it. I don't know. It seemed like they're juggling a lot of – well, we're, trust air, me, so when, when we go through this list here in a little bit, we'll, we have a lot of plenty to say. Drew Gulag defeating Tony Nese for the Cruiserweight title. I liked it. Good match. I like Drew Gulak. I think he sticks out in that 205 Live simply because he's not the high flyer. Yeah. Um, he's different. He's arrogant. But I like what they were doing with it, and he did a good job. He sealed the deal and won it. So, again, yeah, nothing I, crazy. I say- it was just two. It was just a... Uh, a good wrestling match, nothing crazy. And he had uh, him being a Philly boy. He had the crowd yeah, behind him. Yeah, they way. popped for so him. So it was good to see that. Yeah, he got a really great, um, a really great ovation when he came out, and they announced him from Philadelphia. He got another one. They were chanting for him. So I thought it was definitely a good way to go. Give even though he's he's technically a heel, right on two hundred five live. Yeah, but I mean, he's, but the hometown yeah, guy, give him the win on a match. It kind of in the grand scheme of things, you know. Use it, use it, kind of get the crowd hot a little bit. So, well, and yeah, I think they're probably trying to turn him right now too. Like right. He's more of a tweener than he is yeah. a true heel, and he does stick out. He's a little bit different. Than everybody, he's kind of got more of a defined character, which seems to be a problem with a lot of those guys is yeah. getting a defined character. And yeah. He has one, so I said let him run with it for a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so let's get to the main show itself. Okay. Um, surprisingly, I was not looking forward to this. But The Undertaker and Roman Reigns defeating Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, they didn't make it more than what it needed to be. They no. didn't make it crazy. They tied it up. Um, I said a few weeks ago, I wish Undertaker would just take Shane McMahon to hell and end it. But I like what they did with it. I like how they closed it out. I even like how they built the tension with Drew McIntyre. Like, he wasn't afraid of The Undertaker. Yeah. And he was kind of in the pounce stance, ready to take him out and then... Roman Reigns comes in with the spear. Yeah, great camera really, work. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, great camera work there too, kind of setting that up. Uh, Drew popping up like a like a Michael Myers or something. Yeah, I mean, it was oh, you know, the OS reflex kicked in in a big way when you see that. You're like, oh boy, here we go. I mean, it had everything. It I mean, up. everybody got a chance to shine a little bit. Even Shane, right, hit the elbow from his, your boy, Shane. Yeah, whatever. Job, <laughs> jumped off. from the ring to the table, hit the elbow. Drew hit two clay, like, look, he looked like devastating claymores on the outside. It looked great. But you know what I appreciate about that match? Kind of going back to Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the fact that they did kind of their own little pipe bomb promo with Kevin Owens, the SmackDown leading into it. Yeah. Because everybody kind of in the back of their mind was like, oh, is Kevin Owens about to run out there and sabotage it? Yeah. or so they did a good job with that of setting that, hey, this whole Roman Reigns, Shane McMahon, this is kind of done now. Let's mm. finish it. I liked it because I wanted it to be over. I don't like Shane McMahon being in the talks whatsoever of any title match. Um, he's worn out his welcome. What? He's a good heel, but I think what's about to happen, with, we'll get to it later, is more appropriate. Well, yeah, well, what, what I was hoping the whole kind of – because somebody just, you know, was posting like the the brain spit, the brain split, the latest version of it happened officially like three years ago. It may have been today, and I the whole time Shane was kind of that authority figure that wasn't a bad guy. Uh, I kept thinking, man, if they could turn, if they turn, because the crowd loved him for the most part. If they turned him in the right way, he could be really, he could be really become the new Mister McMahon. Well, they haven't done it really effectively because he's not, and that's the problem. No, he's not. The he best, have the, 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 the next Mister McMahon, air yeah. quote Mister. McMahon, is Stephanie McMahon. 
She is that true. When she's she walks better, out there, nobody. She's one of the better performers in the company, really. I Correct. mean, she's kind of she's worked away into that. Shane, um, she's he gives just effort, like her dad. He doesn't have the charisma of no. those other two. No, Stephanie has that air of arrogance. Like yeah. this chick is. I don't know if she's playing this or not. Which she, she probably is not. But you know, you buy it because you're like, man, I just I want somebody to demolish her. Yeah. Yeah, but, but that match, everybody got a chance to shine. Roman had a couple really great uh, spots. The spear, like intercepting the claymore, the way they that shot it looked good. awesome. It was really, like, really out of nowhere. Um, and I think they kind of built him the right way. And then the Undertaker got to win and finish it. So everybody, I think it accomplished its purpose. Well, it showed the I just Undertaker wish could they still kinda, go. I thought they undercut. Um, and Drew is a heel, so they're going to use these kind of things. But. I thought they kind of undercut any. Every time he seems to get momentum, it seems like they cut his legs out from under him. Yeah, we'll get. And so that's we'll, kind we'll, of what happened Monday well, night. We'll yeah, talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get into that. But now there's actually probably one of my favorite matches of the whole night. Okay. The revival defeating the Usos cleanly. Yeah. That to me was hands down one of the best because I was griping about that before. How there is no old-fashioned tag team wrestling. Let me tell you what I thought was going to happen. I thought the Usos were going to do a double super kick on somebody do you know their double leg drop elbow drop whatever they want to do high flying that was going to be it like they have been doing with them no they actually the revival did what the revival does best you see strategy yeah there was yeah there was a cut but nothing too over the top they won it cleanly like you watched it and you went okay they actually beat them yeah it was a good match it was very good it wasn't complicated you had two different styles but they did a good job bouncing off each other but here's what i wish they would do now let it die. Yeah. Let it die. Let If you want the Revival to be that move them, move arrogant on, yeah. tag team, then let them go beat up on somebody well, that's else. that's what I didn't mind. Like, it comes back to what we were kind of just talking about, but when they had their Revival, it's kind of like with Shane a little bit. I thought that was interesting. To, if he if they were the tag the team. The whole top guys. Yeah, if they, if they kind of leaned into that a little bit, but... Um, was, I just get them, get them, yeah, move them on to something new. That's that's the yeah. thing. I, it's I think they kind of lean on that because I I think what's probably happening is they're in a little bit of a holding pattern. They're not exactly sure where to go with some of the tag team stuff. Um, and I mean, who are the face tag teams? Because well, you got the club, which is probably the club's probably going to get a little bit of a some run here, but they're yeah, a heel tag team. They're, who are the face the tag Viking, team? Well, Viking Raiders and NXT. They're kind of Viking Raiders. They, kind of they're heels now. Yeah. They're heels now. But then you have Zack Ryder and um, Hawkins. Hawkins, but and they're they, not. They're, they don't take. They don't really take them seriously. It seems yeah. like. They so had you the, have the Usos the, and the Ascension, which is faded off somewhere. They're not. I don't even know where they are. AOP. I mean, but what I'm saying is, it goes back. I think to the they. I think one of them. Had. I think one of the AOP guys is hurting on the on the comeback, so they may be coming back soon. I'm but not that's sure. what I'm saying is they have. But tag that's still teams. a heel tag team. They, the, yeah, but they had these tag teams, but they can flip them. You know what yeah. I mean? You. A lot of these guys, when they were in NXT together, were putting on some good matches. Oh yeah. This is not you know the revival's not just some rare breed that came out of nowhere. They were doing some good stuff down there. Yeah, they had the DIY revival off yeah. the paint three way. I think that might have been in Toronto. It was really really good. Yeah. 
That's one of the ones I told you. I'm like, you got to watch Well, even that now they're cool. flirting with, you know, they keep having um, Street Profits up there now for some reason. Yeah, there's your face tag. If you want to bring them, there's your face tag. There's your, and people, you want to talk about people getting behind them, but I'll get into that. I'd never were, seen, I remember, I'd never seen them and we went to a live show, NXT live show together and they were awesome. I'd heard people talk about them. They were great. Well. They went against, uh, it was War Raiders. And the War Raiders, that, that's offensive. So yeah, so uh, the <laughs> Viking, uh, the artists formerly known as War Raiders, mm. they went against them, and they had formerly everybody... Formerly known as the Viking Experience. Formerly known as War Machine. Oh. Uh, they had then they had everybody in the crowd thinking they were going to beat War Raiders, and everyone was ready for it. They ended up losing, but it's still a great match. So that that might be the answer. But what I, what I was kind of getting at is the Usos are kind of the... Are they the only face team with real consequence oh, right on now. Raw? So it's kind of like, we know we'll put them together and have a good match. And they maybe they're maybe they're kind of waiting for Heyman or whoever to really get his really get his hooks into the into the show, and then they'll kind of see what's going on from there. So, I mean, they know they can get a good match out of these people. Well, I, all I'm saying is, I was just, I felt it was a great match. It was yeah. nothing complicated. I think anybody, whether you're really into wrestling, not into wrestling, you just walk, you walked out of that going, that was a good match. Yeah, I agree. That was you a, know, even if the bad guys won, that was a good match. Yeah, well, and they I'm, deserved it. Yeah, there's. Because uh, the thing is, they were smart. That's the other thing that's crazy is you sat there and you're like, dang, they came up with that. You know, even towards the end when they kind of they cut a corner, the, the blind tag, the distract the ref, yeah, and then the sh- even if you don't like the uh, revival, the shatter machine is a great finisher. Oh yeah, it's it's a lot. It's very like 3D esque, mm-hmm. mixed with kind of a new twist on it. I, I that's one. Of, it's probably one of my favorite tag team finishers is the shatter machine. Yeah, but so. I'm a fan of the revival, so I yeah. I, I, I like. I like how it ended, even if the Usos, if it was It didn't flipped, make them look bad, it just was a match. They both looked good. Yeah. That was the thing. They both yeah, looked, looked speaking like a, of. It looked like a real, con- it was just a contest, and somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. Now, speaking of, now, to me, this, I would have, but again, this is when you flip Shinsuke Nakamura the, and the whole Finn Balor match, yeah. but this match was outstanding. Aleister Black against Cesaro. Defeating yeah, Cesaro, that was just a. Ri- those were two dudes. That's another one where it's just, it's really beating the crap out we, of each other. When we talked previously, I'm like, whoever whoever Alistair Black goes against, he's got to squash the guy. No. But when it when it was announced to Cesaro, they definitely made it and and they kind of reinforced it this week on television that hey, it's it's like a it's like a sporting contest. Man, these guys are evenly matched, mm-hmm. but. Alistair Black has that really quick strike capability, so if you're not on your if you're not on your P's and Q's at all times, it could be over for you very quickly. The only my only gripe about it is I'm a Cesaro fan. I think he's really good. I think he's very underutilized. Can't talk. Um, well, so what? I mean, if you can't talk, then give him a man. Then give him a manager. They you know? him, he had Heyman at one point. Well, then he should have kept him. But my point is. You have a guy with that kind of, and everybody gets behind him. That's the thing. When he walks out, people aren't groaning. They're not, you know, people get excited when he comes out because he's going to put on a show. Yeah, I think he's going to be used. It seems like he's going to be used as the guy that's kind of used to make the guys look good. Is what now, I think is going to happen. I will tell you what would make me excited. He, I think he's great in the tag team, and he has been throughout his whole career. I, even on the indies, he was great with the uh, Chris Hero, who's now Cassius Ono. Right, they were a great tag team together. Well, I think he's an unbelievable tag team guy. He's good. He's obviously a good wrestler himself, but especially in WWE, look, if you can't talk, you don't. You can't. Well, get then, it. then here's what here's what you do. 
you put him against Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental title because he can't talk well either. Well, that's yeah, that's why but, Shinsuke. Well, that's why he's not been able. He's not taking off like a rocket like everybody thought he would. But to me, there's got to be one of those titles where you sit there and you go, you know, we're not getting caught up in the the talking bit of it. We just need two guys that are going to beat the crap. Well, out I'd of be other. interested to see with Fox with them wanting like we're, we've been talking about more of a sports centered or more of a sports centric kind of show and presentation. If guys like Cesaro who are just more like he's just a he's just there he's like a he's serious he just gets the job done if that if that kind of presentation would be more if he'd be more that'd be more conducive to his kind of style because that's my whole thing athletically he's just as good as anybody else. well a lot of a lot of wrestlers say he's the strongest guy pound for pound he's he's a strong dude he's he's like you said he's athletic the only thing he can't do is talk well but i mean there's a lot of guys like that so if he had, if he could, if if he had Samoa Joe's talking ability, oh lord, he'd be, be he'd be champ. Yeah. yeah. All right, next one. Uh, Bailey defeats Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the women's SmackDown title. Thoughts? I uh, like. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of what was, I thought. It, it was, was believe she did a good job. It wasn't anything. A lot of it was a lot of Gaga. I love hearing Nikki Cross talk. <laughs> she's got a great voice. I really enjoy, and I think she's good. What I think um, using her, using Alexa to kind of bring her kind of to people's attention, really, um, is good. And it shows. I like they kind of shown the dual sides of her personality that she's like a regular person because you'd see everyone talk about how in the ring she's so crazy, but when they show like the behind the scenes stuff, everyone's like, "Wow, she's like the nicest person." And so they're this. I guess they decided, you know, let's like fuse those together. When she gets in the ring, she goes crazy, and then when she's out of the ring, she's just a nice. I remember we've seen. I don't know. Well, yeah, you were with me. We've seen her live, and she's she when she was in NXT, we got to see her live. Yeah, she's like shot out and of a cannon. She, yeah, man, she she's, is impressive to watch. Yeah, she's the, dynamic, hundred miles an hour. I mean, good lord, if the dudes could go after it like she does, yeah. that'd be something to watch. Yeah. But. You know, they put her with Alexa Bliss, and supposedly Alexa Bliss was really sick the week. That's why she was not on camera, and it, they were hoping it's like a sinus infection, or something, something like weird that, right? like that. Yeah, but that's why they ended up making a handicap match. Yeah, all things considered, I think it's it fun. was it, it worked the right result probably. Yeah, I'll be interested to see. They said, I guess uh, Bailey said this week that she's done. She said on TV this week she's Alexa. She's moved past the Alexa Bliss chapter. Yeah. So well, there they will be going. To, we'll, we'll get talk to about that a little bit. Uh, she's already set her match for SummerSlam, but I mean, I think it's probably the right way to go. You don't want to hot potato it too much, especially like um, people. Here's, I think people like Alexa Bliss, but I think the championship does need to kind of. It needs to. You need some fresh matchups. Well, not to mention. Let's be realistic, Bailey. Who uh, you know? They're going to need to build some her gimmick, people. her everything about her is lovable. She sent her to the children's hospitals. She sent yeah. her to charitable events. You know what I mean? She's a good representative yeah. of what WWE would want. So I think what all I think what these past few weeks have shown is that there is definitely a Charlotte-sized hole in the women's division. That when she's not there. That does take out uh, one of your very tippy top members of your division. They need to build. They need to kind of bring some other people up. And well, and that's what I think they're trying to do that with the match we'll talk about later. Yeah. The match that's been set for SummerSlam. So, okay, let's jump to the next one. This one was fun. 
Um, Braun Strowman defeating Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match. Two grown ass men bewailing oh, yeah. each other. Just, in the hallways. In going the hallways. And, up and up then, there. hey man, it doesn't get So better. is that a plan? So some Braun guy Strowman just got... ends the match popping out of a box. He's over. It's oh done. my lord. He did. Were, he did. You were popping out when he did that, weren't you? <laughs> He's over. So... <laughs> That that guy that got mushed down the stairs, was that, that a plant? That had to be a plant. I would pray to God it was a plant. Uh, because that poor guy, he walked out there and he, he wasn't a plant. He wasn't a plant, he might be a vegetable now because he got <laughs> wow. he got he got tossed down the stairs by Braun Strowman. So I that that was caught these hands. <laughs> Those two, but I mean, in all seriousness, well, I mean, that's what you want. There was nothing. Let, let the two big guys just that's wail what on I, each other. I loved it, man. They weren't trying to do anything high flying. Like, think, look at the big man jump. It's like, no, nope, they're gonna let these two. Bobby, do. they both did great work. I mean, I think Lashley, he took like a, he took like a slam onto the like concrete floor. Just to, like he took one. Oh yeah, no, there's they did a couple a great really job. killer, uh, killer spots. But I think it's they're building. And I thought, and when we talk about Raw, I know we keep talking about, hey, when we talk about this later, but I thought they're, they're slowly building him back up. I thought Braun was really, especially a year ago, or really right after he kind of feuded with Roman Reigns. That might be two years ago now. It's what's crazy. But he was really on this really rocket ship, and then it's really just petered out. And I think they're starting to get him back up. Well, come on, man. When he has to do – when he has to do – Fight guys from Saturday Night Live at WrestleMania. I mean, I mean there were, on, but man. yeah, I mean, two hey. years ago, people were talking about he's like the next Hogan. Like he's got this huge appeal. Kids love him. Right. He could definitely be there. And then they didn't do anything. And then he he lost to Lesnar. And then you know it's just and he. I think they're something. starting to kind of letting him kind of just be big and destructive. And the same thing with last year. He's kind of petered out since uh, Leo Rush. Whatever happened with him since he left. He's kind of been in no man's land being a lackey for Shane and all kinds of weird stuff like that. So just letting these two guys, I think it made both of them look good. Mm-hmm. Last man standing match, you know, Braun walked out away, but they punished each other and it makes them both, I think, look look pretty good. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Again, it wasn't the best match on the card, but it, it's it, not, it was it never did what be. it was should yeah, it, it was never going to be the best match on the card, but it was it's I probably I bet if you how how many others would you pick to watch over it though if you had to watch another one again? Oh well, yeah, no, there's That'd some... definitely be high up on the rewatchability so, scale. So let's go ahead and jump to the next one because we got a lot to talk yeah. about. The New Day defeats Daniel Bryan and Rowan in Heavy Machinery and SmackDown title. Now, you know how I feel about it. I'm just glad Daniel Bryan and Rowan are kind of pushed to the side. They're I hope spinning Daniel Bryan off into something. I don't know if you saw that. He said. Now they kind of, of course, you know, they they pulled the, the day, rug, they pulled yeah. the rug out. But Daniel Bryan said after he lost that he's going to go somewhere he's never gone before. Some people are speculating maybe he's going to go to two hundred five live and like he's like crazy and he's just going to go try to take over two hundred five live and just run through everybody down there. Um, there's speculation and he, they said he's going to make a, a career altering announcement and then he came out and didn't say anything. Right. So I don't. Maybe they're just like. Let's let Bischoff get in here and decide what that announcement is going to be, or they you know. But they laid the groundwork for something with him, which you wanted to get him away from the tag team scene. I I'm just a big fan of him as a heel. I really am. I think he's one of the best heels. No, I he's felt, really good. I just, but again, I would love to see him be built back up, yeah. back to the main event. I would. Lo- what would be cool is if they found a way for him to kind of take 
the hero's journey, but as a heel back to facing Kofi. Yeah. I don't know. Just a good buildup, like they used to do with the Rock and Stone Cold. You knew the Rock and Stone Cold were going to face each other at the big event. You knew it was going to happen, but they did such a great job of building them up. It's the traditional chase, but in reverse. Yeah. The heel is chasing the Well, I mean, it's apparent. I mean, they're not drinking Samoa Joe's Kool-Aid. No. You know, which I'm going to go off on that rant later. You know, Brock Lesnar, okay, I was hoping that Brock Lesnar would cash in on Kofi. I thought that would have been an amazing been turn a t- to It was a bit of a twist. It a would have swerve, been. Swerve, bro, uh, if you will. This is real life. This really just happened. Okay. Okay. We're going there. Um, no, I just felt that would have been, because, and like I said, we'll get to it in a little bit, but. I thought on this, the new, on the SmackDown tag team titles, it's New Day was safe. I, I thought that's safe. It was and safe. And it lets them do the New Day has all the gold, which is a cool. That's always a cool storyline, I guess. In some places, I heard um, on another show that there's some places where Kofi's being billed as the world heavyweight champ and a tag team champ because they've always kind of freebirded that where they all could defend it. So that's interesting. But New Day having all the gold is definitely a it's a, a good outcome. It's a fine outcome. Heavy machinery, I think that that could have helped raise their level, but they've, I think they've done so well in the opportunities they've been given, and they're both pretty charismatic, yeah, especially but, Otis. But here's the thing. Here's, they'll get another shot at it. They will, but here's the problem. Either New Day's going to have to turn heel, or they're going to have to turn heel. It's very well known that Vincent Mann and the rest of WWE, everybody has this general consensus of, we do not want a baby face against a baby face. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll do some type of... Um, you know, there's got to. I would imagine there's got to be some type of reshuffling of the deck with this brand split with Fox coming up. I mean, do you think they? I, I don't. To me, the thing I'll tell you what would be an interesting one is having Heavy Machinery switched over to Raw. Yeah. And there now you have another. Well, you have the revival. Well, I would, you have the revival lose coming to SmackDown, and then they they you kind of have. Yeah. There's it's so heel heavy over there. You could have the club take it off of them, and then. They go to SmackDown, and now you can feud with the New Day and all that kind of stuff. So, Or you premiere a new tag team. Here's what you do. Put them in a mask. You put them in a box. Oh. Okay? Because you know the rules. When they pop out of a box, they're automatically over. I, I think that's what we do. But, you know. It's, it's, it's doable. Come out of a box. <laughs> all right, so what was the next match? AJ Styles defeats Ricochet. I mean, this is like the only the way. The turn. This is the only way it could have turned out after he they, yeah. they went. He, I mean, what are you going to do? The club's back together, but they just lost to Ricochet. Yeah, like, you can't. There was no other but way now, to go. Now, That's why when we talked last, I was like, I hope they don't even put the match on. Because, I mean, you know exactly what's going to happen. Obviously, they had a great match. I felt like it was filler. I mean... It's a yeah, good match, but it's... Athletically, it's, it was a great match, yeah. but again, wh- okay. It continues the story, I guess. They're kind of still going that way with Ricochet and AJ. I mean, they might want them to put on some kind of, you know... Maybe, they, maybe they're going to use them to put on a five-star classic at SummerSlam and just let them go with it. So, I don't know, maybe that's the plan. You know, they'll put on a good show. That's a crowd that loves that kind of wrestling. Right. So, you know, maybe they go to, they go to SummerSlam... I mean, AJ's obviously got to... AJ can't... He can't lose for a while unless, you know, he gets screwed. I mean, there really have to be some type of odd circumstance for him to lose with the club reforming. Um, 
you know, maybe it'll end up being that kind of thing where the club can't be ringside and he finally loses and whatever, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, I mean, they're both guys. I like the faction. Can wrestle. I like the faction. I think it's a good thing. I think I there just, needs to be some expansion. Oh, uh, well. And maybe with your boy coming back in a few months, Balor, maybe he'll come back uh, as part of the group. Uh, there's also some other possibilities out there for him. But anyway. Let's jump to um, let's jump to a fun one. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler jobs out to Kevin Owens. Oh, one more thing on the AJ Styles match. Oh, great! The finish. That was you got to admit that's pretty. The uh, the what is it? The second rope Styles clash. That was pretty legit. Oh yeah. He did that to him. I know he did to him on Monday. I kind of wish he wouldn't have done it. It kind of really um, hammered home that they were beating the crap out of Ricochet. But then he, he, if that was going to be the finish of the, the big match, um, maybe you don't want, you kind of want to leave it. But it still looked awesome and um, looked like a freaking murder in the ring. It's a, it's just, it's a really good finish. And uh, I thought it was a pretty good match. And there wasn't too much shenanigans, but there was just enough to make you think that Ricochet had a really good chance to win. And was screwed a little bit, but not so much that you feel like you were cheated. Right. Well, let's talk about this greatness. Speaking of getting cheated out of a match, I think it was 17 seconds. Oh, it's fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. I thought that was hysterical. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. My laugh lasted longer than the match. It was so great. He just dropped a stunner. On the, it was a slap by Dolph Ziggler. He drops a stunner on him. One, I, two, don't, three, I think done. I missed the entire match. I think I might have looked at my phone for something. I looked up and it was over. It was awesome. I just heard, uh, I think it was probably Phil, Tom Phillips, right? Just yelled, Stunner! And I was, That's ah! it. One, That's two, three. It. I was like, it was one, two, three. He was done. Okay. I loved it, though, because he just lost it on Dolph Ziggler about, no one wants to talk to you. No one wants to hear from you. And, uh, and Dolph Ziggler's been. You know what? But Bruce Pritchard said something about Bruce Pritchard said something about him. That makes me feel for him. He said that he suffers from the curse of the good worker. He said he will make anybody, he can make anybody look good. I think that's what, and, it's gonna and that's what sucks with a guy like that well, because he happen. has that I think potential. That's what's happened to Cesaro too. They're both kind of filling a similar role. Yeah, and that's what sucks because could you imagine those two in a match together going all out? Yeah, but like, I don't. That's the thing. Like Ziggler, when I first started getting, when I first got back into wrestling after being away for a while. It was the angle he was running with the Miz, where if he lost, he'd retire, and right. that, and you just you didn't know where his contract uh, status was. You know they were kind of even working, um, you know the dirt sheets a little bit, if I can use that term. And they they didn't know yeah. if he'd re-signed or not, or they just knew his contract was coming up soon. So you really went in that match not knowing exactly what was going to happen because he has other interests outside of wrestling. Ziggler does; he's uh, comedy and that kind of stuff. So you didn't know what was going to happen and he won he won the Intercontinental title off the Miz it was a great match um and and then since then it's just been kind of like okay what's his, he did the he did the no gimmick gimmick for a while and and that didn't really do anything and then he did the he just left he dropped the title came back but he came back exactly the same he did the record scratch thing he just kind of I don't know. I don't think it's so much the curse of the good worker. I just don't think. I mean, what has he done that's really like memorable? Well, what has he done to be given a chance to? 
He's been in a lot of big matches, and he's been given a lot of time on the microphone. What's your favorite Dolph Ziggler promo? I don't know, but he looks like a video game character, doesn't he? <laughs> Throwing that out there. So, <clears throat> all right, what's the next match? We'll, we'll treat. We'll give that match as much. We gave it probably ten times as the one. The, the, the one that I didn't want to happen, but it happened, and I'm still pissy about it. Uh, Kofi defeats Samoa Joe cleanly. Um, when you compare Samoa Joe's match to Ricochet, the previous pay per view. I felt that was a great match. Like, I hate, I love Samoa Joe. I'm a mark for him, but I didn't mind seeing him lose that match because it was a great match. This one, I felt like they couldn't even build it up. They couldn't even, you know. I think Samoa just, Joe's another, like we were saying, or like I was saying with how they, and they know they can put the Revival and the Usos together and have a good tag match and whatever. One's a face, one's a heel. There you go. The dynamic works. I think Samoa Joe is like, okay, face, we need somebody to go against the face, and we need to be able to get this thing going and get it hot in a hurry. Throw Samoa Joe in. He he can talk so well. He can get any – he can get <coughs> – he can get hype on a match in one promo. But So it seems like they just kind of – it's like in, you know, break glass in case of emergency. Samoa Joe, go out and lose. But talk like you're going to win. He's – He's dangerously close. I think we've talked about this before. He's dangerously close to that um, that kind of previous Bray Wyatt territory where he'd talk, he'd say, oh, my God, and then he'd go out and lose. It's like, okay, like, uh, you're not – you got You're not – at some point, you're not backing all this up. Yeah, I, I – I, it irritates me because it's like, why did you – other than making AJ Styles look good as a heel, why did you even take the U.S. title off of him? Because that was one thing everybody was excited about is when he got the U.S. title, they're like, okay, the U.S. title is going to have some validity yeah, to let it. Him run with let it. him run with it for a while. Make him, because I think JBL is the, the prime example of how to make a brand take off with a heel that's hot. Like, yeah. everybody wants like, who's going to take this guy out? So. Yeah, I, I, I guess the only thing about him would be that he is older. But I mean, AJ's probably not too AJ's far off. AJ's older than him. So AJ's seven years older than yeah, him. Yeah, so I don't. Uh, so I'm not sure what. No way. Yeah, that's what they said. He's 35 years old. Oh well, it's gonna be rough. <laughs> don't put him I'm in that freaking. I'm not one to talk. Age app. He look like he's 160. So, yeah, I don't. I I don't know why they won't put a mask on him. I don't know why that. they won't let him run and let, just let him go, but. You know, okay. he does. He does serve a purpose. You know, and I don't know why they don't see him as higher than that purpose, but he serves a purpose. Okay, but I guess you knew he wasn't going to take it off Kofi. I don't know what they're not. That's, this that's weird the problem. Timing. They don't have that was weird timing. They don't man. have anybody can... to take it off Kofi. They needed some. They needed. They needed Kofi to have a match that people were looking forward to. So you can just, like I said, break glass, throw out Joe, bang, one promo. Kofi gives him the finger. I haven't seen anybody get that mad about getting the finger since George Costanza with Danny Tartable and he chased don't the guy. You bring, don't you bring this up at this show. Don't you do. You take that to your he other missed crap. The, he missed you the, take that to your other freaking podcast. He missed don't, the you bring, don't you bring that here. You don't flick off a Yankee and you don't flick off Samoa Joe either. I mean, I, I, guess I apparently, so I'm, want to punch you right Apparently do because he lost. So I guess it doesn't matter. You but that's the last time I saw Let's get, you know what, I'm done. With, I'm right, what's done the next let's, let's go into this next this yeah. dribble. 
Uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch defeat Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. Surprise, freaking surprise. Don't care. That's why they had to put his name on Lacey's ass before the match to bring put that front and center. <laughs> that was that a, didn't make it that, awkward. That made, oh, we're PG-13 now, folks. That <laughs> made for one very awkward camera shot. Where did you see that? Oh, everybody's like sure Kevin Dunn, that. chill out. I'm sure you've got this on like a boomerang in your mind. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but they go, they're like, okay, let's. I, everyone's like, I think they're gonna zoom in because she's got Seth written on her oh, tights, my right? Gosh. And I, as they go to zoom in, she bends over, and it's just a shot right up her butt, and everyone's like, oh. But okay. you know what? You know what kills me? You see me? the cameraman okay. pull it out really fast. The cam. The, the, here's the, the thing that kills that, me about that. Okay, here's yeah. the thing that because I'm actually a. A big Lacey Evans fan when she was at NXT. I was a big fan of hers. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I still think they might have pulled her up a little too early. Yeah. Um, but I mean, considering her experience, she's done outstanding. One of her biggest things is she wants to be a female role model. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's not a gimmick. That's you know, she's a former Marine. She has a daughter. Like, there's actually some real life. Yeah. But she also knows, hey, I can be a good heel because I'm putting on this. I'm classy lady then they I think they've just I think they've I think she was good I think they ruined her I think they've ruined her personally they just stretched I think they just stretched this the feud should have been over when she lost the money in the bank over she lost okay next they stretch it out I think I think her character is she's got a very good character and the summer the summer months they're not they never seem to have a real the only way in my opinion right now you're gonna bring her back to having any kind of validity is if you somehow sneak her into SmackDown and she takes the title off of Bailey somehow, which won't happen, but she somehow takes off of Bailey and now Bailey has to chase her or whatever it may be. Yeah, I don't know how what they're going to do with her next. It'll be interesting to see where they go with her next. Um, Becky and Seth, I mean... I'm kind of bored with them. I, yeah. and, and it's not really the relationship thing. I don't really care, but it's like Seth Rollins is not, to me, he's not, when he talks, I've never been like, oh, that's a great promo. He's really fired me up. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, he sounds like a guy trying really hard. It's yeah. like when the um, when the guy that never plays gets up and gives his pregame speech. It's what it, what it feels like to me. It's like, whatever, dude. Like, but, well, or really, it's more like the guy that, like, is talented but never shows up and then is going to lecture everybody about how commitment and stuff like that. Because he's really good. He just, he doesn't connect with me. I don't know why. He's a great wrestler, but um, I've never really connected with him. And I've only really been watching since he's been a face. I think he's very talented. I think he has a lot of good things going for him. I just think they're pushing him too hard right now. And like you said, I did like, did I will say a couple about a month ago when he was going kind of going off on everybody, beating the crap out of everybody with the chair, I was getting behind that. I was like, okay, you know what? This is kind of fun. There's something. He's just very vanilla right now. But And like you said, what what great heels have they put up against him? Well, that was my whole thing is you Well, they did it for sure. They did it for sure. When, this may be the best thing that happens to his reign is it's over and now he can chase again. And hopefully this time they have something in place for him after. Well, anyway, so let's let's happened? get let's so, get this. So, like, so, so Seth Rollins sudden, wins, and then what happens? Oh, baby, here we go. Brock Lesnar. Oh, after uh, Baron Corbin 
Hit Becky Lynch with it. I thought it was. I thought you know what that was. That was an interesting. I thought I didn't. You know, I don't. I'm not real big on the intergender violence. No, but that's one way. But what it did do is it. They want to sell Becky as this. First of all, nobody's. uh, I think nobody's ever kicked out of any of these, so it's very protected. It's like the most devastating finisher you can take. Kayfabe, right? Okay. So they don't. Because I think if she didn't take a finisher, I think a lot of people would have expected her to come up and get in Brock Lesnar's face. Yep. And what they don't want on the news, because Brock Lesnar has such crossover appeal, is Brock Lesnar battering a woman as he becomes a champion. Right. So this eliminates her having to stand up for Seth Rollins because right. she, she brings would, more heat in character. She brings... definitely would have. Makes Baron Corbin look well, like a total a, tool. That is a he's. He's Let a, he's... Seth Rollins get a little bit of like a, a little bit of rage mode and attack and kind of show some life, and not just sling blade, falcon arrow, rolling instead of you know just the same crap over and over. It lets him kind of get a little life, and then um, and then also eliminates you know lets Lesnar come out and win without having to put any of the Becky Lynch stuff on him and really making it difficult. So I don't know. What did you think about the cash? Do you think it was the right time to do it going into SummerSlam? Yeah, yeah. I think they needed to get it over with. I think they needed to get it over with. Matter of fact, I wish they kind of would have done it earlier. One thing they've really done a terrible job at the past, probably. When's the, what's the last great cash in? Like that didn't happen the night you got the briefcase. What can you did remember? CM Punk cash in the night he got the briefcase. I don't. I don't. I'm I remember. About, I remember who was Edge held on. I started to it watch, for a long I started watching time. again in 2016. Well, I recall when Edge had it, and I can't remember the year. So all the Carmella, all the, all the, all the had like 15. Carmella had like 10 or 15 false starts with it when she won it. She won the first women's one. She would come out to do it. I thought Bailey's cashing was great this so year. A, I night, thought that was then, a great so one. So Carmella but, won the woman. But I'm she kind of had a bunch of false starts. But I'm trying to remember. I think it was Edge who had it for almost a year. Like, people forgot he had it. Yeah. And then The Undertaker had a long... I Again, I... Sorry, folks, for all five of you listening to this, including my dad. Um, I don't remember He's what the pay-per-view was. Now. He probably has. He's died inside a little. Um... But I remember Undertaker had a long drawn out match. He was exhausted. It was very apparent. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes here comes Edge, who had his briefcase for over a year or something like that. I think the last one that probably got people really excited was right before I started watching again. Dean Ambrose won it, and there was a Roman Reigns Seth Rollins match at, as was the main event, and he won it and he cashed in and won the WWE title. So it became a shield three-way, which was a really big deal. And then they had the, sh- the three-way again, officially the next pay-per-view, um, is I believe what happened. Uh, but since then, Baron Corbin won it. Didn't even cash it in. It was a failed cash-in attempt. Um, Lesnar won it. It was just inevitable. Like, does he need it? Probably and not. Braun, Braun Strowman, Strowman won it. No failed cash-in again. They didn't cash in. He, he put it in a match and lost it. So it's like... That's something they have that's a real... I mean, that's an easy winner, and they've screwed it up. So I think it's better just to get it out of the way, but it's uh, it's another wasted opportunity Yeah, I felt that. it was one pay-per-view too late. I felt they could have... I think they just wanted going him and going into the Slammer Slam. They can put that at the top of the card. Lesnar, 
And then Rollins, and we'll talk about Raw. So let's, are we wanting to hit pause or jump right into Raw right now? Are you going to go uh, talk about AEW? And... I'll talk about, let's, let's go. All right, let's, let, let's, let's take a pause on WWE. You go ahead and. All right, so this past weekend was the third AEW show. Fight for the Fallen is in Jacksonville, which is kind of their home base. Um, which I, just, I, did, I did not watch, folks, because I was in an NXT live event. Not the Evolve event. They, a local kind of NXT live event yes. in Florida. Still excellent, though. So, these, so they had Double Nothing, which was the huge one they've been building up to forever. They had Fighter Fest, which, you know, was an AEW show, but they were, they were billing it as it's a Kenny Omega production, and it's supposed to be like a play on Fire Fest or whatever. It was a pretty good show, but there's some weirdness to it. It's kind of just some, you know, some silly stuff. Um, Fight for the Fallen was a benefit show uh, for victims of gun violence. Was the kind of the crux of the show. Um, all the proceeds went to charity, and um, it was free on pay per view or whatever. I guess free on pay per view, free on BR Live, and then pay per view the rest of the world. Um, so. The kind of the big matches, I didn't watch the pre-show. It didn't seem like a ton happened. They had a women's tag match where I think they stuck these two teams together really quickly. So there was one moment where I think one of the girls got concussed early in the match and she didn't know which corner had her tag partner. So that was kind of a rough one. Um, I didn't see the other match. Sonny, Sonny Kiss defeated Peter Avalon, who's doing that librarian uh, thing with Leva Bates. I didn't see it, um, so I can't tell you exactly what happened there. I started watching the main show, and that was the start with the six man tag: MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears, who took out Cody Rhodes at the last event with the unprotected chair Which, shot. To who the was head. Sean Spears, formerly known as in WWE? Ty Dillinger, Thank and he's you. so excited to get out. He's still using the same gimmick, basically, except now he's uh, he's going by the chairman of AEW, which is a nice ring to it. It's always good to copy a top guy, LaParka, from WCW. <laughs> yes, thank you for bringing that up. Um, but uh, he ended up getting, I think he hit his finish and won the match for his team. They defeated Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. I'm not real familiar with those guys. I've saw i I've seen them fight on AEW, but they're really pasty, skinny little guys. It doesn't really Ouch. sell it for me. I mean... I'm not into those guys. Man, MJF. We're down to two listeners now. MJF. MJF. I'm an independent mark. I didn't like. I, I just. I, I don't know enough about him. Darby Allen did some crazy stuff in his match with uh, Cody Rhodes. He did something called like the coffin drop. It was like brutal. Did you see it? Did you see it? It's, he just like drops backwards and just hits the apron. Cody moved out of the way. He just basically did like a trust fall onto the apron. It looked gnarly. Um. So that match was kind of whatever for me. I guess they just one thing get... I've noticed about AEW, what I have seen, and again I need to watch a little bit more of it, is their top card, top of the card, is just as good as anybody else, but everything underneath it, mm, that the mm, I don't know, man. I, that's I think that is kind of and we're down to one listener now. Yeah, I, well, I think that is a I think that is a complaint. how dare you. <laughs> I think that is a complaint that a lot of people have, or, or, or criticism they would have, is that the guys you're going there to see are great. 
Now, there are some uh, the other guys, and I'll kind of get to them real quick. I'm just running through the show fast. Please do. Um, that um, maybe are newer to U.S. audiences. It's not the Cody Rhodes. It's not the Young Bucks. It's not Omega. It's not Jericho. It's younger guys that maybe you haven't seen before. You may have, but if you're not a huge independent fan or kind of watch everywhere else, they've been brought to your attention. Like the, the Lucha Brothers. Yes, they're are good. Both, they're they're really good. Um, I mean, the thing is, all these guys can wrestle. It's just like... Like, these guys that look like they weigh 170 pounds, like, it's not really, and you're, you know, they haven't given him that platform. Like, like I know Jimmy Havoc's, like, it's supposed to be king of the death match, but I haven't seen him in a death match. So, all I see is... And the a, question is, will we ever see him in a death match I don't in the know, United All States? I see is a pasty 5'8", 150-pound looking guy out there, and I'm like, you know, I'm not, I, like, with those guys that are smaller... It's like, I can take punishment. I've got a lot of heart. I, I can dish out punishment. But they're not getting to show that. So, it's a lot of... It, with most of this AEW, this show, it's a lot of wait and see. Like, it's just really... That's a man. It's really introducing, kind of just letting you see who these guys are, letting you learn about them. I think that's probably the proper context to view it in. Now, some people are viewing it like, this show is going to kill Extreme Rules. It wasn't even close. Like, it's not... But it's kind of, I don't think it was supposed to be. Obviously, it's a free show, so it's not like they're putting everything into it. They're really gearing up for uh, All Out, right? Yeah. So they're really gearing up for that, which is coming up in the end of August, I believe. So six-man match. The next match was Brandy Rhodes, who was fighting uh, Allie. And she comes out. They go to do a little handshake thing, and then she brings out Awesome Kong. It's kind of her muscle. Which, you know... She's good. She's good, but she didn't wrestle. She just kind of stood on the outside looking menacing. And Brandy won. She's not... That wasn't the greatest match. But, again, I'm, I don't really care as much about some of this stuff because they're kind of introducing things and getting stories going for All Out. So it's kind of like whatever. Um, they did a three-way tag match. Now, this was one of those interesting. Uh, the winner got advanced to All Out for an opportunity at a first... Listen to this. The winner advanced to All Out for an opportunity at a first-round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Whatever. So, basically, I'm whatever. Done. So, I'm you had the Dark Order, which was the team that showed up at a Double or Nothing okay. with the little yeah. minions as chairs. That yeah, was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Them against Angelico or Angelico. I'm not sure exactly how to say it. And Jack Evans, which they wrestled at Double or Nothing as well. Kind of whatever. And a boy and his dinosaur was the other team, which is... Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and they also had Marco Stun. Do you know who Marco Stun is? No. Okay. Imagine. I totally deflated here. <laughs> he leaned into the mic, folks. No, I'm not expecting you patient. to. All right. So here, imagine this: a guy that's like five foot four with really curly hair. Okay. That's Marco Stun. Okay. He's interesting. He's very small, but. Those two, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, they're calling themselves a boy and his dinosaur. I guess that's what they're known at. They're very interesting. Jungle Boy is the son of Luke Perry. Yeah, right? I know who you know Jungle Boy is. Luchasaurus. And Luchasaurus. Now, he's, I remember he him looks from like he's, he's eight he's, feet tall, but he's really like six five. But he looks like a monster, and not just because he's wearing a reptilian mask, right? right? But he's really fun. They had some really cool, like tag team moves. I thought they lost, which is whatever. It, it doesn't really matter. But like their introduction, I'm like, I want to watch this. And they came out at the end of the show when they did that. They did a big check presentation at the end of the show. 
they were brought out. So I think they know that they're kind of going to be important. But they're they're a really interesting team to watch going forward, which I think is really the point of this whole thing is kind of introduce you to people. Um, so I really enjoyed them. You had the next match was a uh, you had Hangman Page against Kip Sabian, which we were talking about this before the podcast. I think they've kind of done, and I understand why. I think they've done Hangman Page a disservice. Okay. Because sell it to me. I saw him wrestle the first time I saw him wrestle. They did. I think they did maybe. Maybe it was the G1 show. I don't know. It was, a, it was a New Japan show they did in San Francisco. So I stayed up and I watched it. It was on Access TV. So it was, it was on like cable. So I could just watch it. And I saw Paige wrestle. I don't remember who he wrestled. He wrestled somebody pretty good. It was, a, I believe, one of the Japanese, one of the better Japanese guys. And he was unbelievable. I, I thought, like, who is this dude? Like, he's a pretty big guy. He's stout. He's not massive. He's not really tall, but he's, he's thick. Right. He looks like a guy that, you know, can fight. And he's doing all these crazy moves, and he's flipping and flopping. He he's kind of can do a little bit of everything. Um, now, he was supposed to face Pac, formerly known as Neville from WWE, at Double or Nothing. I think he either had a visa issue or an issue with how they were going to book the match, and he didn't come. So they shot an angle where Pac injured Hangman Page, injured his knee, and he's been selling this knee injury since then Mm -hmm. so I think them having and the reason I believe they're still having him do it is because they're going to have Jericho win the first title at at All Out Jericho's going to be the first champion because of that name recognition Um, they're about he'll be he'll be the champion taking them into the television uh, you know into the television show so I think this gives them an out well yeah Hangman lost but he's been he's been trying to recover from his knee injury it's you know, there's no shame in losing to a great like Chris Jericho when you're not 100%. But unfortunately, you're hearing a lot of people now say, well, I don't know if Paige is quite ready. They're having to push him up that far because, you know, Pac didn't make it. This was supposed to be Pac's spot. and That's why they're pushing him. He, it's a little early for him. But I think if they would have just didn't have him sell the knee injury and just let him wrestle like he can, I think people would have been going, Oh man, Pop, or Hangman Page, he's ready to go, man. He's a stud. Look at him going into this match. He's unbelievable. Look at all the stuff he can do. It's going to be a great match. So, I think there's a little bit. Of, I, I think I understand why they did it to kind of protect him a little bit because they he's going to lose would be my guess. But I think they've done him a disservice because people haven't got to see. They haven't exposed how good he is to um, to their fans. I don't think yet. Um, next match was Lucha Brothers. Uh, against SoCal and Censor, Lucha Brothers win, and they at the end they throw out a they, they throw out a gauntlet for a ladder match for the Young Bucks at All Out. Um, Lucha Brothers are great; they are they're a lot of fun. I SoCal and Censor is a lot of fun. Um, Scorpio Sky is really, really good. I really enjoy watching him. He's super athletic. He's a, not a small guy. So is he a tag guy or is he a singles guy? They're right? a, I think they got him now. Another as a tag, faction, but but I think he can break out. He's the youngest guy in the group. I think they can. He can kind of break out. He's pretty funny when on, on the being the elite stuff, where he's kind of doing these skits and stuff. He's got. He's a pretty funny guy. Um, but both the Lucha Brothers are really good too. Uh, a lot of people think Pentagon Junior is going to kind of be the guy that breaks out of them. Um, but they're both really good. It was a. Gr- it was a good match. That was. It's. You know, the top of this card is really good. The next match is Kenny Omega, and Shima who is uh, one of the guys from the Oriental Wrestling in China. That's the name of it. Don't send me hate mail. Um, 
Japanese guy that was, I guess, trained a lot of trained a lot of wrestlers. Now, um, he was at Double or Nothing with I think it was like the Young Hearts or something like that. And he he's wrestled. Uh, he's, I think he's wrestled on every AW show so far. He's really good. They had a couple killer spots in that match with the table and a few other things. Shima kept hitting these knees, diving knees, and all this kind of stuff. It was it was a good match. And the the main event was the Young Bucks against the Brotherhood, which is the the Rhodes Brothers. It was fine. It wasn't near as good as the Rhodes Brothers match between themselves, and it wasn't near as good as the Young Bucks match at uh, with the Lucha Brothers. It was kind of whatever. The story to me didn't build to the to the kind of they the story they told didn't really build to a crescendo. Um, perfectly like the story between the Rhodes Brothers did a double or nothing, and they had more time, so that makes sense. But uh, you know. Just the the the, the, kind of, the kind of story. Did you see kind of what the story going into this match was? That the young bucks were basically making fun of them. Oh my older, you know, doing the my older brother, yeah. making and like laughing about it. That was the story, which is kind of like just roasting them. Whatever. Okay. It's like whatever. And then and then so here's where like it went off the rails. So then to end the night, the young bucks are about to get up and. Oh, you guys are so great. This is one of the best tag team matches we've ever had and all this stuff, which is BS. It took 30 minutes for this match, which was way too long. I didn't think it was very good. It, it was fine, but it wasn't anything unbelievable. It didn't It didn't need 30 minutes. It did not need double the time that the Lucha Brothers and SoCal Uncensored had, which that was a 15-minute match. 15 minutes, 10 seconds. This match was 31 minutes and 25 seconds, according to what I'm seeing. And shocker, they ran out of time. So the Young Bucks are going to say, give their promo about how great the Brotherhood is and that was one of their best match. Music hits. Everybody comes walking out with this big check and just cuts them off. And I I think it was uh, Matt Jackson goes, oh, I I guess we went over time. And just has to cut off his promo in mid-sentence. And they bring out this big novelty check. And Shad Khan, the guy with the mustache that owns the Jags, is out there smiling with this big check. And all the wrestlers are out there shirtless, look like he just got out of the shower, presenting this big check. It was really bizarre. They said, I don't know if we're off the air or not. Cody Rhodes did some promo about how you can't counter-program us or whatever. It was kind of, it was whatever. He, he was definitely preaching to the choir, right? Um, there's a crowd that was there. But overall, it was fine. It wasn't anything. How would you compare it to Extreme Rules? Which was better? Extreme Rules was better. Okay. Extreme Rules was better. This right. was this was like yeah I, yeah Extreme Rules was better. It would it probably it wouldn't be this wouldn't have been now this is probably their worst show they ran. I didn't Fighter Fest was okay for me. Double Nothing I thought was a really good show. Fighter Fest probably better. This one's probably the worst one. Um, but th- the problem with this is and I want to know I want to get your your take on this kind of happening is you have the people that are saying AEW they're real competition they're going to come in they're going to knock off WWE but as soon as they run a bad show the thing is well it wasn't even a real show it was like a pay-per-view it wasn't even a pay-per-view it was a free show but they're building it up on their social media like it's a real they had the road to double or nothing then they had the road to fighter fest and they had the road to fight for the fallen so they're not treating it like it's just nothing. Obviously, they're trying to sell tickets, but they're not acting like it was nothing. I thought it definitely um, 
it was fine. Again, it was free, so I do get right. understand that part. It was kind of like it's free. I can't complain too much, I, but it was the weakest show they've done. Here's what I'm wanting to know about what they're going to do. Yeah. At least WWE right now has a feeder program. They have developmental to where they can kind of, you know, a lot of people, this is where they hate Vince McMahon and they go, you know, well, it, whatever, it, kind of like Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose will never be Dean Ambrose anywhere else but WWE. He yeah. has to put on John Moxley or whatever name he goes Which with. Which is this, what he Yeah, right. Previously. But my point is, WWE has a farm system in place. Yeah. God forbid something happens to Cody Rhodes and he can't wrestle anymore. Yeah. What now happens to AEW? What's I think their, they you know, are. Are they, think, are they just going to dip into the indies? Are they just going to? Yes, because I think so. because they, they've already signed. Um, they're in the, I know that's what they're doing now. A lot of guys now. from MLW. Okay, which but is kind of a I get, rising. Get that now. I get uh, that now. But let's assume they're in business five years from now, which yeah. I think they will be. I think they're going to be getting guys from the same place WWE is five years from now. It's going to they're going to be looking in the same areas. It depends on. I think their initial plan when they first came out and they said they wanted to do a Tuesday night show that way they knew they were not going to be directly competing with WWE. That was kind of the whole thing. I'm thinking they're going to be on Wednesdays now. Is what is what, the, okay. is what people are thinking. I know when they first came out, they talked about doing Tuesdays because SmackDown's going to Fridays. Yeah. When they so go look, to Fox. it's looking like it's going to be Monday, Wednesday, so, Friday wrestling coming up in October. So anyway, there's kind of that idea of as a as a fan, you go, that could work because now I'm not, you know, to like one better or the other. Okay, fine. Where you and I are growing up in the Monday Night Wars, you had to really prioritize, okay, who's doing what now? Can you swap channels? Can you do this? Can you do that? Until eventually WCW shot itself in the foot. It just depends on how far they want to go with it. I just think it's fascinating that TNT is the ones jumping on them when TNT and TBS were the ones who kind of pushed WCW I think, out. But. I think they have... It's interesting. It's going to be an interesting alternative. Um, I think they do want to do things different. But what they have to... For lack of better term, they have to... They have... I want to see what happens when they have to have a show every week. They have some masturbatory tendencies, like mental master. They love to congratulate themselves. They love to do things that they... It's very like, hey, man, this is what I've been doing. It's good. Sometimes it's good to have somebody saying, eh, maybe try here's, this way. Here's the question I think every fan needs to ask themselves. If Vince McMahon did not have to do a house show, if he didn't have to do um, Monday and Tuesday live broadcast well, hang, on, well, hang on hang on hang on let me, let, me, let, me finish, let me finish and he didn't have a pay per view for three months yeah. going into Wrestlemania he had nothing but prepare for Wrestlemania for three months yeah. and all maybe he did some vignettes on the website just like AEW did how great of a show would they put on if they had nothing to build off of just a few vignettes there was no shows there yeah. was nothing else think about that that to me is what's kind of the people tend to forget they're like oh it's gonna be awesome well, that's what this everyone, guy's wrestling in japan everyone, on the side everyone this loves like, to talk about there's no long-term storytelling anymore what's well, because they gotta fill a lot of time if you go back and look at when they only had four pay-per-views they only had tv various once a week maybe if that mm -hmm. one real big show a week or sometimes there's only the big nbc shows that were on like a once a quarter or whatever yep. everyone that's the the age of long-term storytelling that everybody everybody's thinking of right right so I, I don't know I, I'm really interested to see where they go I think they have some they have guys that have been successful everywhere they've been they've been a bunch of different places so I don't think it's you wouldn't want to count them out but I think they do need to curb some tendencies of 
it's that thing where um, it's like an independent filmmaker like you know Kevin Smith you could say if you like Kevin Smith movies mm-hmm. you're like man that Kevin Smith he stayed true to his he stayed true to his directorial voice right right but he ain't Spielberg who you may say Spielberg sold out, but Spielberg understands what a yeah, mass market you put, movie looks yeah, like. Yeah, I about to say we put Spielberg's name on anything, people are going to see it. You put you, but um, you know what I mean? It's yeah, he, yeah. It's Kevin Smith has stayed true to his voice, but he's also seen his influence dwindle and his kind of uh, box office dwindle because he stayed. He stayed kind of. He hasn't done much for mass market. Right. He kind of had his time and it went. So hopefully, I think these guys are pretty smart and. And, and and Kevin Smith is very successful. Well, he's not I, as successful as Spiel. He's not the mass market guy. I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see, and I think we need to move on, but I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Who leaves WWE in the future to go over there? I know Vincent Mann yeah. is trying to tie up loose ends, but there are a couple more big names away from having a better roster. I think if you're a WWE guy and you see Sean Spears go over there, Ty Dillinger and be put in a pretty high-profile situation right away. I mean, I don't know much about him beyond you know what I've seen in WWE. So I, I all I think when I see him is, eh. But a lot of people seem to respect him and think he's he's a really good worker. Well, so I don't I don't know. But there's there's guys like that. Like I think that's why they want to keep a Luke Harper out of there. He would go in there and first of all he'd go in there and he'd look gigantic because it's just a different. Right. It's just a different kind of roster. One it's guy, NXT, one. it's probably more comparable to the NXT roster where you have some some guys that are big, but like even Velveteen well, Dream looks big, but he's not like six five. He's probably like what six two, well, six three, something like that. Well, I can tell you this too. I would love to see a guy like Marty Scroll, who has a big following, even though right now he's with Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's uh, people him. thought that's but maybe they, a four round conclusion, would be but there, we'll but, see. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're gonna. But his girlfriend or fiance or whatever is is with NXT. Maybe so. they're using. Maybe they'll use him as a surprise or something. I'm not sure what his contractual situation yeah. is. Well, speaking of NXT, you saw a live NXT show. Yeah, like, give us kind of a, it, who was a well, highlight. Of well, here's it. the thing. Fun thing about the NXT live shows is about ninety percent of well, I shouldn't say ninety percent. Seventy five percent of their matches are a lot of up and coming. I guess you could say no names that they're just trying to test and get out there and see who can draw heat, so you can get the crowd into it. Um, it's but, the real, the true, like the true performance center people that are like yes, coming in there, getting trained, yes, learning their like, craft. Okay, we're finally gonna let you. And there, so there was a lot of no names. I couldn't even tell you half their names. Um, very entertaining. They try they some high seven, spots. They had they, seven foot three guy there. No, there. no, no, no. He wasn't at the one I went to. But it. but they always try to throw in in a couple matches some of their bigger names mm-hmm. just to, I don't know. To just work rust off or whatever, but I watched pretty good when I saw a six man tag of um, the Street Profits and Velveteen Dream as a team. That's like Team Charisma. Oh my gosh, it was just they're a riot too. Yeah. Like when they when they know they're not being videotaped, they're not being broadcasted, yeah. and they just go, they're hilarious. And um, then you have the Forgotten Sons, so they had a good mix going on there. They didn't have to do a lot of crazy high spots or anything like that. Yeah. There's some guys who have not been on TV for a while that they brought back out. Keith Lee was in a match. Yeah, what's he doing? Is he just kind of on the back burner? I don't know what the deal with him is. Um, Because he's really impressive in person. 
Yeah, he wasn't doing any of the high spots he normally does. No. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, he was not, you know, because he's normally a guy. Are who, they grooming him for a different role, you think? I don't know, man. He was using more of, he was moving like a big man. He was not trying his missile drop kicks or he wasn't, you know, jumping over people's heads. He was yeah. just a big man out there. But, they, like I said, it's always entertaining. Not storyline-wise, they don't go along with what's on TV. They just use it. You, you can tell they use it to... Anybody else stand out? Anybody... Was there any, 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 anybody that stuck out to you as being interesting? Oh. I've always enjoyed... I remember we went to one and, uh... Who was it? Kona Reeves? He was not at this one, but he's all... He's People a seem very... To hate him, but man, oh, he's, he's a heat-seeking missile, he's but he's the, good. He's fun at these live shows. He's a... Uh, He's a he plays with the crowd pretty well. Anybody kind of stand out like that that you can remember? Oh, you you know the guy's name. I keep forgetting. He played offensive tackle at Pitt. He's six eight. Matha. Matha. He's at Dan Matha. He's in a tag team now. With and they have a manager. Now I don't even know the manager's name, but he was kind of their mouthpiece. Well, not yeah. kind of. He was their mouthpiece. And boy, they were drawing heat. A matter of yeah. fact, he told my daughter sit down and shut up. <laughs> She's six Nothing. years old. He, he's like, and he pointed. He's like, you control her. And my daughter just sat down, like cowered in fear. <laughs> and as soon as he turned his back, she jumped up and started booing him. Yeah. I mean, the guy. I mean, he was great. He was a trip. I was, I was rolling. I probably should have defended. Matt, Matt, yeah, Matha. Well, we, we saw him before, and he. Uh, he Here's the problem. The when crowd, he looks right? at you, when he looks at you head on, man, he's about as cross-eyed as it gets. That dude can go quail and duck hunting at the same time. I mean, he's just. I mean, poor guy. He's six eight. He's ripped. He's all. He passes look test, and then he looks right at you, and you're like, "Well, I guess, dude, who are you talking to? You human chameleon? Well, I, Back off me." I get. Well, when they brought him up, right? Didn't they like build him up for weeks, and then he came out and just Samojo just smashed him? I don't know exactly. That's right. I'm pretty sure that this is what his. They built him up on these vignettes. Then his TV debut was against Samojo, and Samojo beat him in like a two minutes. It just crushed him. Well, he, and so he's been kind of trying to recover. I don't. So, I want to know what. Okay, sidebar, and then we need to move on before we're making this a five-hour show. Well, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot going on this weekend, so it's going to be a longer show. It's not well, a normal TV. Week. I want to know what happened to the Keith Lee and Dijakovic match. Those two were wailing on Did each you see, other. I mean, there's Dijakovic had some uh, controversy. With, well, the, uh, the taping we went to. <laughs> yeah. It sounded My like blood. a the white supremacist. People are very uh, the ethnic cleansing is not a great gimmick, I guess. No, it's not. But don't. What say did I say about the ethnic slurs? <laughs> Celebrity. <laughs> at least effort. you didn't say war, right? Yeah. I so I, I don't know. Yeah, we saw him at the taping, and it I wasn't heard anything, anything about too. But no, he no, but he's no, he's wrestling still. Is he? Yeah, but no, I'm talking about the Keith Lee, and that died before that. The Keith Lee Dijakovic. Remember, they beat the crap out of each yeah, other. Yeah, no, that was a good match. And then they kind of hinted that it was going to become a pay-per-view. Yeah. And then they never, or not pay-per-view, but it was going to be a takeover. Nothing I happened. Know. That's the one thing about those takeovers, man. They definitely curate those cards. They do, there is no fat on those things. No. So. It's, I, it's five, it's always four to five solid matches. Yeah. You know, but then you look at Extreme Rules and there was over ten matches and it's like, okay. But I mean, so anyway, let's let's jump to Raw. Let's kind of discuss what are your what are. Let's just kind of go through quickly since we, since you're so concerned about the time. 
And oh why don't you talk about kind of what what stood out to you on the show? Anything? Because I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I got pissed. They opened with a promo. <laughs> I was like, okay, Heyman, let's see what you got. And I've heard that the they're still not totally getting gotten that more control. Even though that one raw was kind of tilted, or looked a little bit different. Um, Bischoff wasn't even in Stanford until this past Tuesday. I guess he drove there because. I don't know with his dog. Tube. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So there's been some. Of course, that show wasn't as good, so nobody wants to give Heyman the uh, blame. Ah, he hasn't taken over yet, totally. So I, I don't know. But there is some validity that maybe they're kind of waiting for stuff to wrap up. But yeah. so what else? So they open with a the, they open with a promo, promo and you know set up a ten man battle royal, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which they accidentally announced. <laughs> Before that, which they weren't supposed to, it was up on social media. Then they, well, had, they had Daniel Bryan up on there at one point. They took him down and put Cesaro in. Yeah, and you said they weren't. There, you know what? Though there was also a leak on their YouTube page about how Big E was getting ready to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Did you see that? No, I did not. Yeah, there was a leak. How is Big E preparing to face Brock Lesnar in his upcoming match? So people thought they'd leaked the match. So I was going into it thinking, oh, this is going to be really interesting. Yeah. And then Seth Rollins won. It was the most boring possible yeah, outcome. Well, but uh, speaking of random, I was, that was inter- that was an interesting two and a half hours, and there's some hope. So this was interesting: Ricochet and the Usos versus Robert Roode and the Revival. How Bobby Roode got lassoed into that, I don't know. He's another one that a I'm real, a fan I've of. I've got a real bone to pick here. What happened to the mustache? Well, I don't know. He went back to the beard. I'm Robert Rude. No, it's like, dude, bring back the stash, the power stash. That's I mean, what I. I that's mean, what I tagged it yeah. on my Twitter handle, which is out of a box. There you go. So get your plugs in. Um, yeah, I mean Robert Rude. Come on, bring the stash back. But I thought that was strange. Whatever. Obviously, good match again, right? Rick Shane Uso's one, right? Yeah, but the Bullet Club. Club I'm sorry, excuse me, excuse me. Whoa, watch the, out, whoa. brother. <laughs> you got to pay New Japan a couple the, bucks. Yeah, right. Uh, boy, take it, add it to my tab. Um, no, the club comes out, tries to be the crap out of Ricochet, so there's that extra. And then here's something fun. Viking Raiders come out and demolish another couple jobbers yet again for the second week in a row. Oh. You know, it's like, okay, can we... Can we do something here with these guys? That's, again, I think there's... They, well, they did I, They did that with Strowman a few years ago, and everyone complained about it, but eventually it got to the point where we were just looking forward to his match coming to that week to see how he's going to kill someone. So, I but mean, maybe they're going to do that, and then even. after SummerSlam, bang, they slip him into something. Okay, whatever. That's um, kind of, for me, that's a wait and see. So, I don't care. I like seeing them come out and destroy somebody. At least they're doing something. Uh, then, uh, whatever. I, I Just do something with them, okay? I think maybe, Why maybe did they move him up? Why did they move him up? Yeah, that no, that's a question. That's a good question. Why did you move him up if you're not going to do something legit yeah. with him? And on top of it, you make him heels. They were very so good as faces. You move him up uh, suddenly, and then you get the street profits of titles, and now you move the street profits up possibly suddenly for to what end? And they ooze charisma. Good lord, when they're the street profits, yeah, they are awesome. They're I think they're so, main roster ready. If you want to gripe me about it? It's, it's I'm at. Out of a box over. That's yeah, the Twitter yeah. handle. Out of a box, out of a box over. over. What's yours, fella? 
Uh, he won't join. He won't. He won't join me. In this. I'm not. He wants me to. He wants me to make a kayfabe Twitter account. Which I, would, I mean, would love it. I so would we love can to tear fake into him. a rest a Twitter no, feud. No, I'll call you an ass on Twitter. I don't care. All right. I, what what's next? Though? Anyway, uh, actually, good one. Big upset. Cedric Alexander defeats Drew McIntyre. Your boy hated it. Well, of course you did because you. I understand. He's. A, I remember seeing Rey Mysterio beat Kevin Nash in WCW is great, but I mean, who the f is Cedric Alexander? Like, why wow. are they bringing him into this? Wow! You get Drew. What, what's the what's what did you think coming out of Extreme Rules was Drew's next match? Oh, Undertaker. He can't Should even be. beat Cedric Alexander. Well, it wasn't even like the two. He was. What's it? I know what you're Cedric about. Cedric Alexander I, was chasing. Uh, or excuse for me. Weeks. Excuse me. You had a hard on over this. He's like, oh, he's coming out in a mask. There's a guy coming out in a mask. I didn't think it was him. I just told you there's a guy coming out of the mask in the show oh, after I, I told, told you, you it's going to be great. It was great until he took the mask off and his oh, and he lost. They brought him out in a mask. That's the thing. I don't. You missed. They brought him out in a mask and he lost. And they took the mask off. Guess who it is? Who cares? You just lost. Like, <laughs> unless they're freaking CM Punk's under that mask, nobody's going to care. And then, hey, guess what? We just brought this guy in. He lost. So what? Who cares? So Cedric Alexander, with the element of surprise, loses. And then this week, I get he wins Vince, the roll-up. Let me explain to you the winning formula if you want to get a guy over. You put him in a box okay. outside, right, <laughs> outside of the ring. Next. Because if you get him out of a box, they're automatically over. Anyway, Samoa Joe defeats Finn Balor. Okay, which that was... Awkward, but so I'm people glad he hate won. 50-50 booking, right? They're like, "Oh, that's the death of wrestling." How about this? You know, you don't like fifty-fifty booking. How about this? Samoa Joe dominates Finn Balor, wins in what a minute, mm-hmm. and then Balor beats him up for the for thirty seconds and hits his finish on him too. So it doesn't matter. But it's okay because the lights go out, and the and fiend, the fiend Bray Wyatt shows up. I and, hope they have and hits him, him with a sister Abigail. I hope they just have him do stuff like this for a while. Just show up. One idea matches on TV. Show one up. One idea that I've I forgot where I read it. So sorry, I'm not crediting whoever said it. One idea that people are trying to say is being kicked around is that Balor's going to come out as the Demon King one more time or whatever it is, but the Fiend is actually going to beat him. Yeah. Because the Demon King does not lose, but the Fiend is going to beat him, and that's going to shelve him for a couple months. Yeah, there's that. I'd rather him because I mean, that seems like a waste of the Demon. I get it, but I you could have the same thing if the Fiend comes out and just destroys, demolishes, like he can't control himself in this match and just goes overboard, and then you run the injury angle. Balor gets his time off, whatever. Right. I'd rather him do it that way, but All right, well, whatever. But no, the fiend is here, so he's well. That kind of, back. honestly, that saved the show for me. That's where I was like, yeah, oh, that okay, was, okay. I, that, you could kind of excuse that, but I hate when they set up big matches and then just kind of give you give Pete, right. let him peter out. <sighs> okay, another fun one. Zack Ryder destroys Mike Canales while Maria Canales emasculates him, and we just start to hate her more and more and more. Hey, thanks for re-signing. Oh, you're pregnant. Well, guess what? Your husband's going <laughs> to... I mean, they're on TV, so I don't know. Okay, I guess that's what they want. All right, they're on TV. They're getting... What's, I don't know. What is What is this building to? 
a hand being know. born again. Wow, that would be. I have no. I have no words for that. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking what, of no words, I don't know where it's going. Speaking of no words, let's talk about a how, lot. Of, for me, a lot of this show is okay. Let's see where it goes. Like this is for me. That was kind of what this show was to me. Let's see where it goes. Okay. Speaking of Lucha House Party giving the club a fight. Yeah, I I don't get it. <laughs> Two weeks I love, ago, how, um, I love how pissy you're getting right now. A month ago, the even lo- though the even life though, is slowly draining, I was like, even though they all wear masks. But a month ago, they couldn't beat Lars Sullivan, and now they're giving the club a match. And I like you know, the club eventually gets. It seems like they were, but they didn't even sell it at the beginning. Like they're not taking him seriously. They think it's a joke, and then they got to get serious and decimated. Now they kind of saved a little bit by having, but it's still. It was AJ Styles as being the sadistic one going crazy, holding the calf crusher or calf slicer, yeah. or whatever he calls it, holding that for too long and not letting go. It makes him look like a tough guy, bad guy or whatever, but I don't know. How much does that help Gallows and Anderson? I don't, I don't know. know. Which, I like them. Those are two guys that I really enjoy them. I think they could do more with them. Uh, hopefully this leads to something more. Right. So I would love to see this. Might I mean it could lead to like where why couldn't AJ becomes the scolding mom basically that's always telling them how they're not good enough, and then when Balor's ready to come back, they f him, and then Balor they turn on him, and Balor's the king now. Somewhere basically, damn it! I don't don't know, Uh, but hopefully it's hopefully it's leading to somewhere with them. Okay, well let's go to a fatal four way for the Raw Women's. Number one contender spot. Natalia defeated Carmella, Naomi, and Alexa Bliss. Just a super slow match, I thought. You know what? But I thought Naomi did a great job in it, and she's good. They're all like, they're all really they're, good. They're good, but no, I thought Naomi really weirdly... stood out. But but I'm like, okay, what are you doing with Natalia now? We're making her a heel. I mean, they what are always, we doing? With her? They, she can uh, she can wrestle, so they know they she can. But God dang, do something. I with think her. they want to put in the big matches. They want to put Becky with really good wrestlers. Because I think she's a better talker than she is a wrestler. I think she's a good, fine wrestler, but she's a better talker than she is a worker. Natalia is the opposite. Uh, Becky can do the talking to get people want to see the match, and then Natalia can help her deliver a great match. I think it's probably what it is. And it gives Natalia, I mean, she's been there a long time. She's trained a lot of these women. She's kind of, you know, it's kind of a, gives her an added girl for doing so well for so long and um, I don't think she's going to take the title off of her but she'll definitely probably get a good match out of her so let's go ahead and breeze through this because we need to get to Smackdown and quite frankly this stuff irritates me Dolph Ziggler wants to be on Miz TV and all he does is piss the Miz off have you seen the Miz's reality show I am not chasing this rabbit right now it's really good I really enjoy it alright anyways that's all I have to say about this whole thing Okay, so apparently they're doing an angle. Okay, cool story, bro. They're they're really good buddies in real life. So let's talk about your boy Drake Maverick naked wearing a title belt. I love Drake Maverick. I think he's funny as crap. But have you seen? Uh, they did a thing at Comic Con where he's looking for. No. Uh, yeah, it's great. He's awesome. He's a guy that I everybody he used to be called Rockstar Spud was his name when he was at Impact. Oh my god! Everybody talk. I heard about him a lot. About him. Heard about him. Heard about him. Heard about him. Didn't see much. I just saw him. He came up with the 205 Live Commissioner. I haven't watched a lot of 205 Live, but everyone said, oh, he's doing a really good job. He does this stuff with AOP. Even though it wasn't the best stuff, he sells it like 
you know, he sells it like it's everything. And then once the 24-7, you, you could tell he kind of took a lot of it on himself. And this is my this might be one of my fa- favorite things. This is probably my favorite, the thing I look forward to most. Everybody rolls their eyes at the 24-7 title. I love but it. But they said that WWE has more <laughs> hits right now on YouTube over that freaking 24-7 title than they do anything else I love right it. Now. And then Corey Graves delivered one of the greatest lines of all time about after seeing Drake Maverick in Tidy Whitey's on his honeymoon about I would have hit him with a small package. Did you hear that? Yeah. And then Renee Young. That was so funny. I That's the thing. That it, it's that kind of lends itself to a broader discussion, and we won't get too far into it, about WWE being so polished all the time. Yeah. And that's the one thing Bischoff has said, that if one show's really polished, maybe make the other one a little grittier. When they kind of... Jared and the King I were... love seeing when Graves has a one-liner, or one of these guys spits out a one-liner, and you can hear them laughing on commentary. I love... I think that's great. It's okay. That's all right. It's kind of like what an Michael SNL Cole, skit. Yeah, Some of the best SNL there's skits nothing are going breaking. But you can see Michael Cole just had to stop and just look down like for a few seconds and recompose himself. <laughs> but that was one of the greatest lines of commentary ever. It's like an SNL skit. You know it's a good one when yeah, somebody, somebody yeah. breaks everybody else yeah. up. No, so. that's, I that's what, like don't be that's okay. I think All right, they, they, I don't know if they got yelled at for that or not, but it, I that's like cares? that stuff's fun. It makes the show know. fun. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the final match, the main event, the ten man battle royale. Okay. Let's I don't want to go down the whole list of everybody. Let's get to the good part. Yeah. Randy Orton, Seth Rollins at the end. You hate Randy Orton no, because you suck. No. So, no. But, no, no. For, for, for a bit there, there was a part of I would of rather me, him want, I would rather Randy Orton. I, when he stood there, when, when he looked over, and when Brock Lesnar was sitting in the chair. With their little, with their when history. When he kind of locked, when he locked up with him, he's like, I'm coming back for you. With their history, some history. There was this part of me that was going, you know what? Run with this. Randy Orton's a big dude, and he's a good wrestler. I just think he's been, I don't, it's not that I don't like him. I think he's been, they don't know what to do with him sometimes. Because I think, because here's my, here's my, here's my thought. They know the RKO is so money that they. If Randy Orton shows up, when's the last time Randy Orton showed up and didn't hit an RKO? Well, if he shows up, an RKO must be hit, right? I'm telling you, I wish I could make a T-shirt think, out of your quote about him <laughs> with Nia Jax. Oh, he doesn't give an F. He does. It's great. He doesn't care. He's really. Uh, he has a lot more. Pers- he has a lot of personality. If they don't let him show it. They don't. I don't think they quite know how to package him. But if it's just like. Real professional. That's why we have three listeners. Maybe down to one now. This, but if they, if they, I was more excited to see him against Lesnar than I was to see a rematch. Yeah, I was like, you know what? If they just book him like I'm out for vengeance, and I'm coming for you, um, and then you know that the RKO out of nowhere is a thing. Maybe something. I would rather. I would rather have a freaking triple threat match. Yeah, with him. And Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. I don't know, man. I'm Even just, though I I'm would just, not, if you if you told me to pick at the beginning, I wouldn't have said Orton because he's just no. He's, he, he's so accomplished. I, I I sometimes I feel like I just want to see somebody else. Yeah, see but what right happens. Now, but man. I would. I'm just like the Rollins thing. I'm like, um. Do you think it's a failed experiment? 
I'm not into it personally. Here, here's part of it too. In my mind, I'm kind of conflating him and Roman Reigns. I think just because how close they were when Roman. So it's like a continuation of this. It almost feels like in my mind, it's a continuation of the same story, which was the Roman Reigns trying to trying to overcome Brock Lesnar's story. So it's like a three year story almost of I see what you're saying of nothing of the same thing. You know. So I I don't know. It's kind of. It's whatever for me. I'm, it's going to be really weird. Like, do you have him just take it right off of Brock Lesnar immediately? That doesn't seem likely, does it? Unless Heyman is like, hey, uh, you know, Rollins is going to be my guy. He's going to be the flagship guy of my show. I need to make him look crazy strong before I'm really taking over. Unless that's the plan. I don't understand why you'd have Rollins come back and beat him. He had to kick him in the nuts to beat him at WrestleMania. It's not like he beat him legit. Everyone forgets that. Everyone, yeah. no, everyone glosses over that because they Seth just wanted Rollins. it to be over. Rollins had to kick him in the. nuts. It's not like he beat him straight up. Yeah, Rollins had to. He had to be a heel, basically. He had to kick him in the nuts. Yeah, which is like the number one move. I don't know why. It's, I mean, I guess it's illegal, but no DQ match. Question: Last last man standing match. Why didn't Bobby Lash just walk up and kick Braun Strowman right in the nuts? Why is not everyone's first move? That would be pretty great to watch, actually. <laughs> well, any no DQ match? Why don't you walk right up to the guy and kick him in the nuts? Right, go for a handshake, kick him in the nuts. The only way it'd be better if he's yelled, "That's my purse." I don't know you. <laughs> it's the Bobby Hill wrestling. The school. Bobby Hill. <laughs> All right, so is that that's it for Raw? That's it for Raw. So SmackDown, Shane McMahon holds a. What do you call it, like a town well, hall? Bar- like a town hall meeting? He bar- well, he bars Kevin Owens Kevin Owens bars from the arena. Yeah. Guess what's going to happen? He's going to oh, stay there gone, oh. right, guys? No. No. It's like, um, what was it, Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner? Oh, my gosh. Wiley Coyote never wins. It's the same thing. It's a very simple story, though. So Shane McMahon holds like a town hall. They used it to set up a couple matches, which I thought, oh, that's okay. okay but there's yeah. really nothing nothing comes of it. They set it up like it's going to be a big thing. They used it to set up a few matches, new matchups. So that was all right, but... Quote, wait, new, when you have Cesaro. Oh, I pulled the wild card. That was, I mean, I'm fine with that. He's basically like, you know what? I want a rematch. I want a rematch. I just uh, got at least they At least they wrestled. You know, at least it wasn't. Well, I can like the way the, the way they did the match that before, or uh, Sunday was, he's, he, he could kind of come out and say, you know what? That was an even match. I got caught slipping, and he hit me with a quick strike. I want another shot at him. And so then you give him another shot, and this, and then Aleister Black beats him, knocks his mouthpiece out of his mouth with the Unveiling the braces. Right? So, I don't think, I think that helps Aleister Black look even better. So, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. A, uh, a match that was set up in the little town hall meeting, Charlotte Flair defeats Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan goes to commentary and says something like, I'm going to be real. Next time you see me, I'm going to be real. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you think that means? going to be a little bit more real? Yeah. I don't know. Her, she's, whole, uh, whole, she used to be in a relationship. She used to be in a relationship with Enzo who calls himself Real One now. Really? Well. You think she's going to come back like Enzo? I don't know. No, that's... That's, that's that would be terrible. <laughs> no, she kind of always had this like Harley Quinn esque 
you know, because she's part of the Riot Squad for a while. Was, and, I think um, I didn't see her in NXT, but people say she was basically Carmella in NXT, and then Carmella came into the main roster and basically took her gimmick. It was similar, like a similar thing, because she was, um, uh, you know, I, she was kind of ran in the same circles as uh, Carmella, Enzo, Big Cast, that kind of crew. So. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be interested to see what happens. I wonder if she thinks she's going to get away from the colorful stuff. Or do you think she's going to lean into that even more? I don't know, man. I, supposedly in the house shows he has a, she has a big following. Like, that's where she's... People like her. Yeah. It's just she hasn't quite found since they broke up the Riot Squad or whatever. Well, here's of... the other thing. Okay, she's on SmackDown, so you're going to do, what, her Nikki Cross or Psycho Chicks? How many Psycho Chicks are you going to have? Yeah, so... You know, again, they have all this talent. It's like, well, what do we do with it? Yeah. So next match, uh, Bailey and Ember Moon, or uh, Ember Moon was challenged by Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Find yourself a tag team partner. Yep. Um, And she picks Bailey, the women's SmackDown women's champ. Close up that storyline. Thank God. Bailey and Ember Moon uh, win, and then after the match, Bailey challenges Ember Moon. Ask her if she wants a shot at the title at SummerSlam. I'm an Ember Moon fan. Yes. I think she's outstanding. Yes. I think she's been underutilized. I don't think she... I think they're trying to find the right character for her. I think they're getting close. They're kind of trying to lean into a real life thing where she's really um, um, into nerd culture and that kind of stuff. I'm not sure if they want to lean into that or not. It seems like they do, but... Her and Bailey... I don't think they... I really don't think they know how to go about it. I I don't think they do either. Um... It's just intriguing. I think it'd be. I think it's going to be a great matchup. Yes, I, I think, think it's going to be. I think it's going to be an athletic showing. If I you're think, looking at, if you're, but I don't at, like. I don't like how it just kind of came out of nowhere. If you're look, here's what I wonder if they want you to do. If you're looking at, if you're looking at the prospective SummerSlam card right now, where's the bad match? There's a match you think that's probably won't deliver. They're, that guy's not a very good. That guy or girl is not a good worker. The, even the ones you say were, are not the strongest workers are paired with a strong worker, right? Right. So I think they're just trying to... I've heard um, David Shoemaker, who does the Masked Man show, uh, wrestling podcast, he always says that SummerSlam is smart WrestleMania. It's the WrestleMania for the smart mark. So is that what kind of car they're putting together? Mm-hmm. A really smarky show with a lot of good wrestlers on it and... Just kind of letting them work, or you know, not as much kind of big storyline. I don't know. So then next, you got Daniel Bryan's going to come up and make a career-saving announcement, or career-defining, or something. He's going to make a new announcement. Next step in his career, New Jay comes out and hijacks it. Is what we have in the notes here. And then a Samoa Joe comes out and says he wants a match for the title, which is like. Yeah, I hey. didn't like. I didn't like that. I mean, I thought that was a filler match. Hey, it sounds like they. Here's what I think happened. Oblivious Joe. Hey, I want a title match. You literally had one two days ago and lost. I, I want another title match. Here's what I think happened. I think they were going to do something big with Daniel Bryan, and then they said, "Table it. Let's wait. Let's see. Let's but let's fill it in with." So then surprise, Randy Orton comes surprise, out. Surprise, surprise. Randy Orton a comes out. Freaking six-man tag. And then Elias comes out. He wants a match. And then, guess what? A six-man tag match, which is like whatever. Who cares? The default. Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, Elias win. 
guess what? Randy Orton and RKO. Because if he shows up on TV, an RKO will be hit. Try to find a time where he's been on television in the last five years and RKO was not hit. Yep. Uh, Kabuki Warriors defeat the Iconics, but the Iconics intentionally lose via countout to retain their titles. I'm over them. I like them, but they're not really being utilized or anything. I'm over them. They're not. I don't think they're quite sure what to do with them. I think it's. I, I think I'm going to sound like a typical fan right now. I think when Bailey and Sasha had it, there was legitimacy to the title, and then you throw it on the Iconics, and they're goofing around. They haven't really had to no, defend they, it. No, they haven't given them any defenses. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it's it's ridiculous. I think somebody they had a match lined up with someone, or they had a program that was lined up with them. After WrestleMania, they had a plan, and then somebody got hurt, and threw their plans out the window, and they haven't been able to recover. I think they're going to end up losing, and then this, that won't be kind of an issue anymore. Another match that was set up in the the little town hall or whatever: uh, Apollo Cruz and Andrade. Apollo Cruz wins via roll up, I believe. Yep. Kind of a su- surprise. Another little upset. Andrade, it's it's really the exact same thing as the Cedric Alexander, Drew, yeah. Drew McIntyre, the baby face, the good guy, get one over on the bad guy. Everyone's happy. Well, I'm not. I'm not happy at all. I like Andrade. I like uh, Drew McIntyre. I understand they're bad guys though. They're heels. Which I don't. What is Andrade done to be a heel? Like really? He's just besides arrogant. not speak English very well. Well, his manager is also mouthy minx but you know whatever I like her she's she's uh she's good too alright anyway so whatever so Dolph yeah. Ziggler comes up to Shane McMahon and says you know what oh Kevin Owens right shocker we forgot to mention this but you probably already realize this he came back at the very first segment after being kicked out of the building hit Shane McMahon with a he pump faked the stunner Shane McMahon. Oh my god! And then hit him with one. You know what's funny? I and he was, was barred from the arena again, never to se- return. Wait a second. So here's 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 something fun. So I was pretty sick Tuesday, so I didn't get to watch SmackDown Live. So I watched it on Hulu. On mm-hmm. they totally edited out the botch. The slip. Hulu. Yeah, they totally edited it. It was out. just a pump fake. It was a, a fake. <laughs> oh, okay. He was lulling them into a false sense of I'm, because security. I, because, you know, he, I, I looked on Twitter. And he, almost a, he almost missed a second. <laughs> he almost, yeah. So, uh, so Dolph Ziggler comes to Shane McMahon and says, I know that I've been totally neutered. He does not say this, but I know that I have no legitimacy right now in the eyes of the fans. But you know what? I, I Let me take Kevin Owens. I'm ready. I know he beat me in 17 seconds two nights ago. But I'm ready. Let me avenge you. Sheamus says, you know what? Great idea. Kevin Owens, you're allowed back in. Of course. So then Kevin Owens and Dolph have a match. And it turns into kind of a lumberjack type match where Shane McMahon brings out a bunch of the guys who, um, a bunch of the bad guy types. Buddy Murphy was brought out because he was he was he had a, a few lines in the uh, town hall type meeting at the beginning. He's out there, yeah. McIntyre out there, you kinda, the whole the um, you know, murderers row, not really. Out there, it's like lumberjacks. Kevin Owens just kind of jumps out, stunners Shane McMahon, and runs off. 
and with the whole crew chasing him. Uh, they go to interview Shane McMahon. He's out of breath. He's bewildered. That's a pretty good ending to the show. Um, McIntyre's walking into the back. The show goes off the air. So that's going to be a big one. Uh, Owens and McMahon. They're always trying to find that next Stone Cold McMahon thing, right? Yeah. So that was SmackDown. Wasn't much to write home about these uh, Raw and SmackDown, but they're both kind of shows where it's like, let's see what happens next. Well, I'll kind of withhold judgment. There's a lot of storyline set up occurring. Yeah, so some of the stuff you don't like, but let's see where it goes. The only things I didn't like, you know, really this week were the McIntyre thing, just because it's like you look at it, and now maybe they're setting up that Undertaker match for like WrestleMania. Maybe it's not, or maybe Survivor Series where Undertaker debuted. So maybe they're not setting it up for now. It was just a little taste, you know. Right? Didn't, they said that on like Pritchard's and stuff like that, where sometimes they'll just plant seeds, and... push people together to see what kind of reaction they get, and then if it's a good reaction, they just want to kind of let them rub shoulders with each other, see what the crowd says, and then if it's a good, maybe they'll do something with it later on. And so maybe that's it. And I'm getting. You know, I'm so mad they're screwing up Drew McIntyre. When it doesn't really matter, they've got that's going to be a long term thing. So, so I mean, it's kind of a whatever week. It wasn't anything special. I think people had their hopes up because they thought Heyman and Bischoff were coming to take over. But it looks like that may be a, that may end up being just something that's more closer to the actual new television deal kicking in. So, and what did you think kind of about this week of wrestling? Any, any kind of final thoughts? Uh, I don't know, man. I. I felt Extreme Rules was good until the last match. I felt that was just a cluster. I Somebody said you should have just switched to the first and last match. I saw somebody said before the show. This might be one of those shows that the first match maybe could have been better last. No, no. Okay, so you have Kofi cleanly beat Samoa Joe to close out the show. No, like, the first match was the Undertaker-Roman Reigns match. Oh, oh, no. I would have done that either. I'm sorry. I thought you meant the first title match. No. No, I don't think it would have mattered. I, I think nobody wanted that tag match to happen to begin with. I felt that was just... They should have just put Strowman and Lashley at the end and let him beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> I could have gotten behind that. Yeah. But no. Whatever. Nobody wanted that tag match to happen. Everybody, everybody would have cried that the titles were in the main event. So whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, but I mean, my point is I think they did the best they could considering they did the right thing by having brought cash in I don't know man <coughs> I'm just do you feel like they're just spinning the wheels or do you think there's some forward momentum for stuff I think there's some forward momentum I mean I'll tell you right now I was impressed with the show in general I wasn't I thought stopping grounds was better than I thought it was going to be yeah. extreme rules was better than I thought it was going to be yeah. so SummerSlam right now is set up to do very well, in my opinion. But again, I'm—I don't need all the. Extra I think what they're—I so, think their wrestlers are so good now that they'll put on a good show. They—they they put a I lot of times wish, they have the right matchups, but they don't get to them in the right way. I just wish they would follow their own formula for Takeover. You watch NXT Takeover. I have yet to watch one that did not bring down the house. They also don't have to do live weekly television twice, though. Well, so it, it, it kind of they're they can they can go into these with like all right this is a formula, you know this is what okay it is. but okay once again let's just peel this back. You have five matches on average, yep. high stakes. Mm-hmm. 
and they go all out. Well, there's just too many people on the roster now to. I, I agree with you that because everyone wants a shorter show, but how do you fit all these people in? And you know, is this where you do? This is where you go back. About, go this back. This is where people talk about the off. That gives some people an off season. Cycle guys in and out. Here's what I again. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. But maybe it's too simple. But I think you have four weeks leading up into a pay per view. You put one title on the line each week. Simple. Make it a legit chance. Make it one that it could legitimately change. You lock the card in. Yeah, I know. It's long, isn't it? But don't look at me like that. (laughs) Slap you. No, but I think if you do it that way, it brings some legitimacy to it. And I know some people are going to say, well, what about the fans out of their life? That's what dark matches are for, anyway. Yeah. You know, give them a taste of what's going to be on pay per view, and end it. The, I, you know, the other I, problem you know, is they I would, need. They I'd need. prefer they'd go the other way with it. <clears throat> I think we've been, we've seen. What's the match you want to see that you haven't seen yet? Is there? That's with. There's no match with established guys that you haven't seen yet. Probably that you really want to see. I mean, they're starting to get to some of them. Ross like, Roman and Samoa Joe, they teased that. That looked interesting. That, that's what, but I don't mind having a couple of these guys, like, put them against job guys and just let them decimate them, show off some of their killer moves. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's a form of something they used to do a lot. Yeah. Was these guys only touch if you're going to pay for it. And I'm tired of That's I, something you're very experienced with, right? I ought to just... <laughs> Whale on you, right but now. they only they're only they're only going to wrestle the big matches out of, the bo- on out of a box over, folks. <laughs> they're only wrestle the big matches on pay per view. I think they they want they want to put big matches on television. But I I don't think there's anything wrong with putting some shorter matches with letting everybody let, show what you can do. You know that's how you can kind of build some of these guys up and maybe make it more interesting when these and build some more anticipation without having to make some guy lose to make another guy look good. I don't know. I don't think they do a good they job can, of making memorable moments. They can literally set up whatever they want. They don't have to make somebody else lose to make somebody else look good. Right? Am I, do you agree with that opinion? That's true. I just remember when Mick Foley, as Mankind, won the WWF title mm-hmm. on Raw. And I remember that was a special night because nobody saw it coming. It was I mean, legitimate. They announced it. Well, they announced it on WCW. <laughs> they saw it. But what I'm talking about was everybody. Yeah, live but everybody, in they, the crowd. But, 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 yeah. even, but even Bischoff admits that plan backfired. Because so many people Because everybody swear. was like, there's no way Mick yeah, Foley's so really about to win the title. Yeah. But my point is, go back to making moments like that on television. They don't. The problem is they don't. They, Mick Foley. What, okay, what would happen? Okay, let's say that he didn't cash in. Let's say Brock Lesnar didn't cash in, and let's say Seth Rollins comes out and does what Seth Rollins does, has an awkward opening promo bragging about how awesome he is. I'm here. But then all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar comes out of nowhere, or Baron Corbin takes a cheap shot on him, but Brock Lesnar cashes in on Monday Night Raw, and now he has the title. Like that. Brock doesn't work Monday Nights. Oh, whatever. He hasn't wrestled a match on Raw in like years and years and years. Isn't that wild? That would be. I'd be one way to, if you if you could. Put but but do you see? But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, though? no. There put, needs put, to be something happening. Was... Something big. Something uh, that you'll remember in two weeks. I don't even remember. You were talking about the Kofi Samoa Joe match. 
I don't even remember it. Like, there's a lot of kind of... Because I've seen Kofi and Samoa Joe wrestle so many times now. Without well, that's what I'm any saying. stakes. There's some guys you just need to put on the shelf. <coughs> Let them go rest. They did that with Dolph Ziggler for a few months. He come, He's coming back. And, and he looks great. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, but... Yeah. I No, I agree. I think... There needs to be a shake, but that's always like this in the summer. Let's see where it goes from here on out, and especially the new creative direction. Um, so we are really pushing the time here. We've been here for quite a while. Yep. But uh, there was a lot to get to this week. We got to all of it. We'll be back, um, like I said last time, either weekly or biweekly. We'll definitely be back before SummerSlam to preview it, and then we'll give a reaction after. Um. You can find me tweeting about wrestling and articles and things that we're writing at watchingfilm.org. You can find me on Twitter at watchingfilmsa. You can find our uh, company kind of, our our site Twitter account is watching underscore film. Nate, you are at? At out of a box over. That is my Twitter handle. You'll see him uh, and... Seth, try, Seth, Seth tries to be analytical as he's watching wrestling. I just go no filter. I don't care. He's a human meme and a human I gimmick. love every minute of it. So Because you people you can, don't know what I look like. You can follow you us. He's beautiful. You can follow us there. Uh, <laughs> subscribe. Like Sasquatch, you can listen. Uh, on, we're on CastBox. We're on uh, iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Kind of those are the three sources we'll be uploading to. Um, check us out, subscribe, leave comments, all that good stuff. Like and subscribe. Uh, check out the Watching Film podcast regularly if you're into movies. Uh, uh, on there, I talk with uh, my partner, Zach. Not my life partner, just a friend. <laughs> and we talk, Are you sure about that? When we talk about movies and uh, kind of go in depth on one movie a week. Um, so if you're into movies, check that out. Watching Film podcast. And we will be back with you to talk about wrestling before SummerSlam. Goodbye.